Oh shit, are we recording? What's up? This is the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blake, and this is a place where we discuss getting your shit together. Why? Because the more people on the planet getting their shit together and being the best version of themselves means the less assholes there are. I'm down for that. Are you down for that? All right, let's go. What is up, mother and father fuckers? <laughs> I don't know where that just came from, but you never hear anybody say father fucker, you know? Anyway, I have another sweet ass interview for you guys today. His name is Joe Apkarian. He owns the best bar in the history of Wilmington, North Carolina. Facts. He also owns a taco joint and he just opened up another new bar. Is there anything this man can't do? Uh, yes, actually, he can't fucking deal with hot chicks with IBS and yoga who blame their farts on him. Yeah, we get there in this episode. And um, I think there's really nothing else to say after that last statement. So here's the fucking episode, guys. Enjoy. What up, Joe? Welcome to the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, everyone. <laughs> the first question I wanted to ask you is what's the best thing you've ever done for yourself? Join the Marine Corps. Okay. I don't know. Put me first. Be selfish. How old were you when you joined the Marine Corps? Out of college. So like I was 21 or something and I went to OCS and became an officer. So you went to college first. I don't think I realized that. Yeah. Why did you go to college and then decide to go to the Marine Corps instead of just going straight out of high school? A lot, of people, a lot of high school, you enlist, and so you're an enlisted men. And then you have to have a degree to go to OCS and be an officer, and that was what I wanted to do. At the time, should have enlisted, but whatever. All right, so for anybody listening who's like, who the fuck is Joe? Tell us your story, what you're doing now, how you, you got there. The, you tell the story. You lived with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I saw this crazy dude on Instagram. This was before I even met you. I went and hung out at your bar, The Poor House in Wilmington. Shout out. It's the best bar ever in Wilmington. But I was following you guys on Instagram and I'm like, who's running their marketing? Like, this is fucking hilarious. I don't know who's doing this. I don't know who's running this page, but this is so fucking funny. And then shit hit the fan with my old roommates. Yikes. Sorry, Cece and Coleman. <laughs> and I, I hit you up on Facebook Messenger maybe at like possibly four in the morning. Like, hey, I need... I need a new place to live. And I had been talking to you because my sister needed a roommate. And then I just swooped in and was like, actually, I need a new roommate. And like you were. Like, <laughs> and I moved in the next day. I was like 21. I think I was 21. Yep. Right. So like 21. I'm. Wow. How old are you right now? 29. You still a, ba still a baby. I'll be 30 in January. I'm getting old. So like, yes. So like, I'm like, I'm, I'm nine years older than you. So like, I mean, Uncle, Uncle Joe's status. But no, like, so <laughs> I grew up in Michigan, middle class, divorced parents, you know, as you are. Went to college, was living in Australia, doing like study abroad stuff and traveling. And like, was like, yeah, uh, Marine Corps is. Came back to the Marine Corps, September 11th, all that stuff. War, hilarity ensues. And then I tried out for Marine Special Operations. Made that and then was a Marine Raider for a handful of years and then ended up buying the poorhouse bar here in Wilmington and got out and fell into being a food and beverage guy. Still doing a little bit of contract stuff here and there. But yeah, that's kind of, 
that was it. And then maybe got into the service industry lifestyle a little too much. Um, <laughs> hashtag ripping tutors. Um, uh, and then, yeah, the pandemic happened and I was actually, I got stuck in Peru. Uh, I was traveling down there, got stuck in Peru, came back to a shutdown bar. And I ended up working for Homeland and FEMA on virus response stuff for uh, uh, one of the contracts that I, I worked. So I was doing some some virus response things. And like that made me just kind of realize, one, I wasn't taking care of myself. So I got back to my old self. Two, that I'm like way one dimensional. And so I started looking at other opportunities. And so I was gone for a year and change, came back. I had the poor houses back up and running after 10 months. And I bought into a taco restaurant, revamped it, kind of made it a female empowered kind of, you know. I love it. Like, yeah. Place called Taco Baby. And then started laying the groundwork for the new spot called the Eagles Fair. And it, it opened last week. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. It looks sick. We were just talking about before the call, you have like a Halloween pop-up. Going. Yeah, so like, we were open for like 96 hours. And then I was like, all right, October, let's decorate this. And so like I was telling people that it looks like, you know, Dracula threw up everywhere. So our back room, <laughs> our back room, like we've had professional lighting come in and I have stuff from my private collection of like Elvira stuff and Vampirella. And like we got a giant like snake rug and just colors. And there's like a cute area for Nightmare Before Christmas. And then there's like an area of like witches and men must burned. And then like a horror, like, you know, Michael Myers and, and stuff like that corner. So it's pretty fun. And we got Sick. machines, got smoke machines. We've only put the, started the fire alarm like twice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been going good so far. And I mean, we're still open. So like, we still don't even have a baseline. You know, like right now, this weekend in Wilmington's our like end of season festival, Riverfest. And like, we're doing well, but we're also still not downtown, downtown. So like people were having to come to us. And so now we're just playing that game to get up and going as we're coming into the end of the season. Yeah, I think too, when, with locations like that, it's a matter of like, what can you do to get people to stay there for a while because they're not oh, bar hopping. Yes. So I think you do a good job at that. I think in general, like all of your businesses that you own, they really stand out in Wilmington. Like they're different from the average stuff that people are doing there. So like, how do you get your ideas for these cool concepts that you come up with for the bars and restaurants? Just get ambient high and get on okay, Pinterest. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I've, I've traveled around the world. That's like my hobby is traveling. And then during the pandemic, everything is shut down and I'm traveling as a mission essential, like virus response, you know, personnel for Homeland and FEMA. And so like I'm all over the place and I'm seeing all these spots, you know, whether they were starting to come back open or not, but I'm seeing like just, you know, what San Diego, Albuquerque, you know, shit, fucking North Dakota, like being in Chicago, like Detroit, Baltimore, Boston, New York, like just seeing vibes of down districts. And not only that, like the bars and the food and beverage industry in those areas. And it's interesting in that Wilmington is growing so much, like it's just absolutely exploding and it's being carved up right now. So there's, you got downtown, you've got these different areas sprouting, like the soda pop district, you got the cargo district, you got this, but like, there's like downtown proper, the Brooklyn arts area. And now it's starting to grow and that's, they're all starting to come together. And for so long, like, I think the, what is it? Urban dictionary definition of Wilmington is like 50,000 drunks on a sand dune. Like, ha ha. Not, <laughs> not far off the mark at oh. all. That's changing. People are moving here and they're like, oh, I'd like a good meal or can I have a beer or a cocktail in a place that doesn't have a hole in the fucking wall? 
and a, a shitty high life sign, which I fucking love high life. Like my bar, the poor house, like people were like, oh, the poor house. I'm like, yeah, dingy dive bar, swampy bathrooms, bad cocaine. <laughs> you know, that's usually my, my line, right? So I love those places, but also like the quality of food and beverage and as an industry in this town, as with everything else is growing. And so too, just the quality of offering. And so when we started to do Taco Baby and be like, man, like, got it. I'm a straight gringuito, but my stepmom was a Spanish teacher growing up and being around that culture is, is I've enjoyed it. I enjoy the food. I enjoy the culture and trying to understand it. And so coming in, being like, well, let's do something fun. And I want to put more of a feminine spin on it. Also to support some, some nonprofits that I, I believe in from the way I was raised from my parents. And I was like, are we, are we ready to do that in Wilmington? Like there's still places that are like, oh, <laughs> blacks, women, hell no. Like this is still North Carolina. And we're growing. So I think we are. And it's been it's been great. Yeah, I, I just think it's really cool that you travel around and get inspired by different places. I was curious, is there like a city that you think Wilmington is similar to? Or is it just its own beast now? Like, is it hipster vibes now? Like Brooklyn type? That's kind of what? No, I, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, you know where a cool town is? It's Albuquerque. Albuquerque. I've never been, but I've read about it. Like, Albuquerque's you- red. It's just a sm- Wilmington's still small. It's growing. I don't know. It's just it's just a fun vibe. I real I really enjoy it. And it's funny to see like the people that are Wilmington or like old Wilmington. They're like it's Wilmington's full. Don't move here. You're like shut up. Or like oh man, like we're there's too many people here. We can't support it. I'm like yeah. Have you ever been in any decent sized city? So you got the people that are like that don't want to see growth and expansion, and they're just complaining like yeah so much great great things that are happening in this town i'm glad to be somewhat a part of it yeah i think similar to just living in austin there's so many people that are from austin they're like fuck this fuck the californians they're coming over here and making our city big and i will say i know that every city complains about their traffic but it is a fucking issue in austin like the way that that shit is set up is stupid so i get the frustrations there but i don't know if it's but so like along those lines along those lines is then it's like, cool, so we're going to fix this and we're going to increase the roads or we're going to do infrastructure. Public transportation, right? something, yeah. Any number of those things, like public transportation, infrastructure development, and that's going to be another impact on people. And then people are going to be like, why the fuck is this yep. happening? Like, you just, you can't win. And so like for us in Wilmington, in front of Taco Baby, our street during the summer was shut down. Like not in front of us exactly, but like Front Street and Grace Street. Grace, you could drive down, but you couldn't drive past Front Street. On Front Street, our main drag was shut down because they were doing water infrastructure. Uh, they were replacing lines, which absolutely has to happen. Now, I would argue that the timing fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, guys, why are you doing this now? Like, it's still happening. And they should have done it in the winter. Then you start to see people just be like, why is this? Bu-? Like, be mad. Be mad over the timing. Don't be mad because this absolutely had to happen. And if we're going to grow, infrastructure development needs to happen. Roads, all these things, like it is a big thing. That's why that city manager's office is such a big position and deal. And so like when you have an absolute ass clown in charge of it, then you have a problem. Am I saying, am I talking about Wilmington? I don't know. Perhaps. Who can say? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people have such a hard time with change, especially now that I've just kind of bounced around and lived in different states. I'm like, what's the fucking problem? It's awesome. It's awesome to meet new people and see new places. I wish I could travel as much as you do. I'll get there someday. 
But I just think it's cool that you have that experience. It's so frustrating to see people that are like born in the same place, live in the same place, like maybe went away to college, but then live in the same place and they're not doing anything different. They've been doing the same shit for the last 10 years. It's like, fuck. Like, don't get me wrong. I love a good dick and fart joke. When it's the same dick and fart joke, like it gets a little old. So like, I mean, shit, you live where I grew up, you know, and, and I've got friends that never left, right? West Michigan. And they're super happy. And you know what? Like, God, like that sounds like a fucking personal hell that I want nothing to do with. Yeah. They're super happy. And I'm like, that's awesome. Or, you know, we were talking before we started is, you know, look at Wilmington, right? The service industry. Mm -hmm. I, to me, recognized that I was not taking care of myself and I was one dimensional. And I was like, dude, the poorhouse is great. I got a good staff. I've got some good management in there. Now, wink, you know who you are. It's not, it's not hard. And so like, I could be like, oh, cool. So I'm just going to sit back and just like do this. Or you can be like, yo, you do, do more, like better yourself, keep pushing. And that's, you know, kind of, I mean, thank you, pandemic, I guess. You know, it was really hard on a lot of people and it made a lot of people see things. And whether it was good or bad, for me, it was good. It was like, hey, Joe, what the fuck are you doing? And so I got out of the pandemic and bought a taco restaurant and then bought a, built a new bar. And now we're working on the fourth one. And now we're looking at other cities and okay. I, I've got friends that are doing the same fucking thing that they've been doing the past 10 years. And it's like, dude, a 40 something year old bartender, like, cool. Like, and yeah. is, are you happy? If you're happy and that's what you want to do, who am I? Right. Right. But I think there's, I, especially for someone I care about, yeah. I'm like, yo, there's more, you're better than this. I know you don't want to be, but like, I think down the road, you're going to be like, what did I do in my 30s and 40s or 20, whatever? Like, it's like, you're better than this. Like, if you just want to go booze it four nights a week, fine. I'm not going to like argue with you, but like, you could so be a, a, a manager. You could own your own place or go get in. Like, you have a degree, go use it or any number of things. And that frustrates me. But also I have to be cognizant of like, that's, that's not my journey, you know, not my monkey, not my circus. But it's just, especially once people I care about, I'm like, I just think you're wasting your potential, man. And, and that's coming from me who was wasting, I'm not saying I'm fucking this light years ahead now, I'm still fucking up, but at least trying. Yeah, I think that's why I left Wilmington. And I was still pretty young when I did. I look back and I'm like, damn, you kind of figured out some shit really quick. But I was just partying all the time. And felt myself just getting stuck. And I'm like, bitch, if you don't go now, like you're going to be the 40 year old bartender. And I still was in the service industry up until a few months ago. Like I finally <laughs> think, yeah, fingers crossed, I'm finally out of it. But I don't know what it is. Click the link on this video. Right? <laughs> I think, I don't know what it is. A lot of people, I personally think bartenders are great employees when they're not partying and shit all the time. They're great at customer service. They're great at multitasking. Like they're intelligent people. They can yeah. be in charge of money. Like I would love to hire a bartender to do something other than bartending. I think that they really are good workers and hard workers and have their shit together. But it's so hard to just fuck off and get caught up in that industry where it's like, for me, and seven get, years went by. Like, and I was like, oh, def- fuck. Get uber defensive over it too, right? Are you mm-hmm. judging me? No, but you're fucking drinking and doing blow four nights a week. Like, this writes itself, man. Yeah. I think it's hard to see how far gone you are when you're, like, fully in it, too. Like, I'll look back and, you know, in Texas, we were, I don't think it was technically legal, but it wasn't enforced. We drank behind the bar there. 
I'd be taking shots of tequila at 11 a.m. and take like eight shots during my eight hour shift. And I look back on that now and I'm like, I was doing that shit like four or five days a week and I'm still in college. Like, it's nuts. I don't like it's just crazy. I think not healthy. Like, yeah, it's like like having a steak dinner, right? Going out and having a nice steak dinner. Oh, fucking banger. Like get the mushrooms, get this, get the martini to start. If you do that four or five nights a week, you're taking away the specialness of having that special steak dinner or whatever. It's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Like, <laughs> you know, if you're doing it, if you're going and drinking that much, like you take away from having a really special cocktail or or seeing that bartender that you're friends with that you're like, dude, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Oh, you're making something like it. I'll have that gin fizz or whatever the fuck, you know? And when you're doing it every time just to do it or that's or... Or are those your friends or that's just your drinking buddies that are your acquaintances? Because that's, that's another one. Like when you decide to like go work and better yourself and like, I don't know, wake up at 8 a.m. Uh, find that if go to bed at 8 a.m. <laughs> right. Oh, the sun's coming up. Cool. I'm waking up to go to yoga and work out. Yeah. You're going to bed. You're still not going to go to bed because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, so when you decide to do that, you find how quickly your your circle gets smaller, mm-hmm. you know, and you also find out you're like, oh, that wasn't a friend. That was just a drinking buddy acquaintance. Got it. And that's fine. But you find out real quick, you know, and, and who you make time for, who makes makes time for you. Like, oh, dude, you, you changed, man. I, I don't ever see you anymore. Well, I'd love to get together with you and go do a board game or like come over to the house. Let's get dinner. Oh, man, like I'm going out. Cool. Do you want to get together and get lunch? Oh, uh, you know, like I've just, I've been up since the crack of noon, man. Like I've got to get some stuff done. Awesome. I'll see you around. And yeah. that's it. And and that's not to say like I'm on this like pedestal. There's plenty of things that I do that I'm at fault that I'm constantly bettering myself on. But like in this aspect where I care about some people very deeply that as things have happened over the past like year to two years coming out of this pandemic and being like, you're doing the same thing, man. I love you. I can't do that because that's just not a road I want to go down. Do you want to come and do come on this road? You're good. Awesome. I wish you the best. I guess we're not friends anymore. I wish you prosperous journey. Yeah, I think that was one of the hardest things for me was and I didn't even have that conversation with plenty of people. I just stopped talking to them and stopped hanging out with them because I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm literally killing myself. I cannot. I have FOMO. But and, you know, yeah, it's like, it's like, because then, then at like when you're at home and you're reading your book and being all fucking healthy, and you're yep. like, you're fucking out partying. God yep. months. And then you reverse it on. You're like, well, they, maybe they don't like you. Well, you don't like that. And you're just mind fuck. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you, you just have to remind you're like, I'm doing the right thing here. And if you want to message them or call them. And, and there's definitely times I've been like, I don't want to fuck. Well, and you know, I've done it, you know, and said, Hey, like, do you want to get together? And that's when either they say, yeah, let's get together for a, a water or a coffee or maybe a beer, you know, just one beer. Yeah. Um, or it's, you know, sorry, man, I left you on read like three weeks later. You're like, oh, good, man. Like, see you around. Yeah. It's like you have to stop giving a shit when clearly they're yes. not going to change. Yes. But it sucks. Like, because, you know, it was fun. I used to party my ass off and I, I like took pride in that. I'm like, Oh, drink all you bitches. Like, right. I loved it. And I still love to throw down and have a good time. But I think for me, it was hard going. I won't say it's kind of like going from one extreme to another. I'm not totally like 
you know, I still party, but I really focus on myself and my business. Some days I'll be up from like seven in the morning till 11 working on my business or just working on myself. And I don't feel like there's really many people that I can have these sorts of conversations with because they're either stuck in the past or they're in the future. They have kids and a family and stuff, but they're still not focusing like on themselves. I mean, I think just on the the topic of bettering yourself, I noticed, and I don't know if you did this before, I was drunk most of the time when we lived together, but I've noticed that you are doing yoga and stuff now. And I was just, was that something that happened in 2020 or like no, talk about that a little more? I started doing yoga in college okay. at the Bikram, which yes. he got, yes, <laughs> right, rightfully so. But I started doing Bikram yoga in like, 2001 in Madison, Wisconsin, and was doing Bikram. And then just like the Marine Corps, like military, like kind of got away from it a little bit. And then it was just over the past handful of years, five years or so, really getting back into it. And I'm also at this point 40 and I was in the Marine Corps for like 12, 13 years. And my body is fucked. So like the whole, dude, let's go to the gym and sling steel. Why? How about we go to the yoga mat and work on our mobility so that like when we're 50 and 60, we can bend over and touch our toes, you know, so doing that and there's some great studios in town. I go to Be Unlimited Yoga here in Wilmington and then Yoga Salt is over in uh, the Cargo District. And there's a, some other fun ones and like there's like Flytrap Brewery, which is right behind the dare. There's like a goat yoga. I've seen that. <laughs> goat yoga, sure. Have you done it? <laughs> Yeah, I've done it. Uh, there's only a fly trap, but I've done it. Uh, I have done go yoga. It's just something else to do that isn't going and bellying up at a bar, right? Yeah. Like, what do you want to do tonight? Oh, let's go like, to some fucking yoga. And, and I'm still me. Like, I'm still going to make a fucking joke and be like, you know, serenity now or, or like, you know, something dumb or if someone farts, I'm going to giggle. Like, it's just happening. Hot girls, it's IBS. I see you in yoga farting all the fucking time. I know it's you. <laughs> this blonde one, she's beautiful and she lets them rip. She's mean. And I think she's, she puts her mat near me because she's like, no one's going to think it's me. They're going to think it's, they think it's that guy. This Neanderthal. And I'm over here being like, oh, this chick is foul. <laughs> like, I don't even like her. Like, I, she's just a heinous monster to me at this point. But I'm going to make these jokes and still, but still try and like go do something new. Or like, my girlfriend is in theater and like, I love going to see theater and seeing a musical and, and especially if she's performing, going to do that and like going to dinner and mm -hmm. going to see, seeing a show and then going the fuck home to my dogs. Yeah. We interrupt this sweet ass podcast episode for a message from our sponsor. What's up, you fucking perverts? Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Don't fuck it up. If you need a card that says something like... Roses are red, violets are blue, sit on my face, or thanks for all the orgasms. Head over to AsToldByLA.com where you'll find this shit and more. And as a listener of this podcast, don't forget you get 15% off with the discount code WAFFLES. Ooh. And now back to the show. I think that was the biggest adjustment for me. It's like, okay, what do I do now that I'm not just like out partying all the time? Like, what is that? Right, because you know, well, then what? Like, oh, so now do I suck? No, you just have to find other things that are your hobbies. Like, go fucking play Dungeons and Dragons. God damn. You know, or play video games if that's your fucking release. Or read a book. I don't know. Like, I collect comic books. You know, I got back into my comic book collecting and I've really gotten into it. And it's been a lot of fun. 
And it's something for me to do and focus on and probably too much if I get on those auction sites. Um, <laughs> but you have to be careful because you switch up like one vice for another, right? Right. Like, cool, I'm not going to booze and do blow until five in the morning, but I'll stay up till like midnight on an auction site and bid on a, a golden age comet from 1945 and spend just as much money. Like, damn it. I just switched it up. Well, you don't wake up the next morning and have a headache and can't breathe and, you know. Right, right. For sure. Your credit card still hurts. Yeah. Sure. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's finding, it's finding something. And, and for me, it's, it's doing some yoga, it's working out or, and it's doing my comic book collecting. That's like my release while I'm trying to decompress from a day of meetings or planning on a, on a bar, or why this bar stool is broke and why this bartender doesn't like this person or whatever the <laughs> fuck we're dealing with. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that too. How the fuck do you do it all <laughs> and, and stay somewhat sane? I've got a team. It's taken me a long time. Oh, yeah. The team, especially like with the poorhouse, it was just like, all right, I got poorhouse. Like I'm basically running the place and I had a person managing, assisting. I'm now with, with three. I have one person running poorhouse completely by, by herself. She does great. Her name's Tara. And then I have someone taking Taco Baby and the dare. But even at the dare, we have a bar manager, we have a social media manager, you know, trying to oversee some stuff. And, and it's taken a while to get there. Like, you know, we've had, you know, people at working at, at Poor House or that have managed for me in the past, that some good, some bad, some people I've maintained contact with, some I don't. And I try and check myself like, oh, am I being a micromanager or am I being an exacting boss? It's like, oh, you were in the military, you're, you're a Marine Raider, you're, you just, you expect too much. I'm like, no, I, I, I really just want you to be up before noon and do the things I asked you to do and run a bar and, and give the employees their credit card tips two days after they're due, right? <laughs> yeah. Like just, I'm, I'm assuming to do your job. And so I've had some good ones, I've had some bad ones, but now with three, like I've kind of moved myself so that I have a team that works on the businesses and then I work on the next one. And that's working out so far so good. I'm, and I'm still like, my team knows I'm still going to be around. I'm still going to insert myself at times. But like, you know, the days of like, I'm down there till 2 a.m. or I'm doing a bar shift. Uh, those days are gone. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait till I get at that point with my greeting cards where I can just step back and not be the one that's packing 50 envelopes a day. It, I'm sure it funny. takes a while to find a good team. Like nobody cares about your baby as much as you do. You have to For, get absolutely 100%. And you have to pay them. Yep. properly respect them and respect and professionalism goes both ways so it's like oh you don't respect me i'm like no i respect you so much that when i'm telling you you're doing a shitty job and to, to do better just because we're in the service industry doesn't mean like oh dude we're in the service industry. Like, right it's an industry so like maybe i don't know let's have fun but this isn't now there are rules right <laughs> hashtag lebowski <laughs> uh, you know so like people are like oh dude like i have fired a manager a while back couldn't get a hold of them before 12 o'clock. It's 2022. I see Instagram, yeah. Snapchat. I see you're with our friends, mutual friends. I know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, Wilmington's such a small town too. Like, come on. Because I'm right. And so like the next day when we have an appointment or we have to get deliveries and like I can't get a hold of you until after like one o'clock in the afternoon. Bro, how is that me? Tell me, like, how is that me? Of course, because it's so small, we make a decision and I decide to part ways with a staff member, whether it be a manager or a bartender. Oh, I'm Joe's, Joe's crazy. Joe's out of his mind. He's wild. And you're like, 
cool. I don't know what to tell you. Whatever novel and fairy tale is in your head, sure. Like, yeah. good luck at, Good luck in life and wish you the best. Yeah. I wouldn't want to say that you're a hard ass, but I definitely always had more of a level of respect for you than, than I did for some of my other managers and people that I worked with. Like, well, I was home visiting and I, you let me work a bar ship. I had never worked at Four House before. I yeah. moved to Texas. I was living in Texas. I was visiting for the holidays. You let me work a bar ship. You had to talk with me before. Like, listen, like I used to live with you, chick. I know that you'd be smoking weed before you go to work. Maybe take a couple shots, whatever. You're not going to do that at my bar. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going yeah. to. And I didn't because I respected you, but I didn't respect like my other managers. So it's like, I just were doing it too. This. True. I'm like, I don't know if that's because we're roommates, but I just, I had a higher like level of respect for you. And I think that you take good care of your employees and you're not, nothing that you're expecting of them is unreasonable. It's just unreasonable right. to a 21 year old cokehead. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But even then, still, like, your name is associated with our businesses. Right. So if you get arrested on the street for, like, something wild or, like, in another person's bar, we're going to have a conversation about that. Mm -hmm. But, like, no drugs, no drinking before or during your shift. And that's about it. Don't give the bar away. We do inventory. We're going to know if you're giving the bar away and put a little bit of effort in. And just, like, whether you're in industry or you go do something else, that's any bosses or managers to be like, can I just get a little bit of effort? Know what you're doing a little bit. You know, again, people get so much into service industry where it's like the too cool for school mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. Got it. You're a hot chick or a handsome guy and you can pour 1.25 ounces really good. <laughs> uh, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Maybe do some other stuff. Uh, yeah. Maybe try, maybe, maybe upsell, maybe, maybe work on cocktailing. Can you spell Bovardier? I'll work with you and, and I'll help you go to classes or I'll, I'll send you to some friends that can give you some cocktailing classes. Would you like? No, I'm good. Okay. So <laughs> awesome. But again, it's when that manager, that owner trying to uh, develop you or work with you or get mad at you when you're not doing your job or doing it as good as you know that they can, you're the asshole, right? Yeah. It just depends on where you're at in life. I think that sure. one of the reasons yep, that too. you and I have stayed so close, I mean, we lived together just eight years ago. I always respected you because I knew that you always like, yeah, we'd party together and have fun. But I always knew that you were like, this chick can do better. I hope she does better. I'm rooting for her. And I think that that's the mentality that you have for all of your employees. Like you genuinely want the best for them. I also wanted to talk about too, because... I think that you're great to your employees and you have their back. And I have two stories to share about this. One being I was home visiting for Christmas one time. A friend of mine, he got kicked out of the poorhouse the night before. I guess he either was being an asshole to the door guy, started a fight. I don't know. He was not allowed in. The very next night, I run into him. He's like, I can't go to poorhouse. And I'm like, I know the owner. He's like, you can go to poorhouse. And I tell you what happened. And you're like, no. Actually, no, like he's not going in. You know, I have my door guys back. Like I have to defend my staff here. And at the time, I, it's not like I was mad at you, but it made me like think for a second. And I was like, you know what? That's fucking badass. Because imagine if you had let him in and then your door guys like, cool, like fucking thanks, bro. And then the other example that I have is your very impressive review that you have. It went viral in this like service industry group in Austin, Texas. And I was like, I know him. So 
This dude named Adam left you a review for Taco Baby, your taco restaurant. I'm going to read it. He said, it's a one-star review. He said, really wanted to try this place, but they were only serving breakfast and it's 12.30 p.m. Make sure you know when they actually start serving lunch slash dinner tacos before you go. And then you responded back. It says that you're the owner, so people know. This says, <laughs> so let me get this right, Adam. You didn't have our food, our drinks, or our service to warrant this one-star review. You just didn't like that we serve a brunch menu on the weekends and your tum-tum wanted lunchy foodies. Talk about LDE. (laughs) So you decide a one-star review of business and a new operating owner and a team that has been literally busting their tail over the past month to make Taco Baby a fun and amazing spot. This was our third weekend of offering a brunch. People love it. Not you, Avi. (laughs) We would like to have a lunch program during the week, but regardless of that and the line cook shortages in town, we would still only have a brunch offering on the weekends. So in short, Adam, you keyboard Karen, (laughs) take heart in knowing, one, on weekends, Taco Baby brunches. Two, we will survive this petty review because my staff has more gumption and stones than a jabroni sniping from a distance behind a smartphone. (laughs) Epic. (laughs) Talk to me about, I mean, when this was posted in this group, a lot of people commented on it and were like, oh, the owner should do that. That's unprofessional. That makes him look bad. What do you have to say? Fuck you. <laughs> like, dudes, like, well, so one, each place has got its own personality and its own tone, right? So like Poorhouse, the service industry veteran-owned dive bar, both barrels, especially when it takes one message to the door guy or my bartender, like, what's up with this one star? Yeah, that's not what happens. Got it. I know the story. I'll clap back harder on Poor House. There's some great ones on Yelp for Poor House. <laughs> Taco Baby. Taco Baby, I had to be careful with, and I still do, in that if someone eats our food or has our service or, or any number of things and they do not enjoy their experience, you take that on the chin. You're like, you know, and my reviews say that. I got like a two star the other day and I was like, oh man, that sucks. Really hope you come try us out again. That was uh, just let's chalk it up as a bad batch or something like that. I'm sorry. But when it's someone that, again, you ask the server, you ask the staff, like, hey, what's the story with this? And you find out that, like, they didn't eat there, they did this or, or any number of things. And you're like, you're just building it, right? You're building the scenario where you're like, oh, okay, okay. And it's in this generation or this time generation, it feels like this next word on my mouth is going to be snowflake. No, <laughs> but this time, this age we live in, people think they can say shit online or on the interwebs and zero impact. And now granted, like I clap back at them and I call them names and I made fun of them. But like, that's the extent as opposed to like, you say something in the street, there's sometimes you're going to get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And is that my, is that my literary punch in the mouth back? Like, fuck yeah, dude. Like at that time I had just taken over as operating partner. We'd rebranded, turned into Taco Baby. I had made my staff start a brunch. We were doing brunch. We wanted to be doing more stuff. We had a cook shortage. And so like we couldn't do our full menu. So we were doing a brunch. And I get it. We eventually went to lunch with like a small brunch offer, an additional piece there. We were still figuring it out, man. Yeah, you know, this dude, this dude to come in and do that, especially like that was still fresh post pandemic. You're just like, cool, man. Like, fuck you. But no, I, I firmly believe that if someone has your service or your food and you screw up or they didn't enjoy it, you take that. So it's not like every single review I get that's negative. I'm like, yeah, well, fuck you and your mom. Because <laughs> it's not fair. But I mean, there are definitely ones where, and people's 
that's not how that happens. Like, yeah, you, you know, you're you're telling you kind of put this narrative out, or you say, oh, well, me and my girlfriend did this. I'm like, that's absolutely not what happened. Like, one hundred percent. So I mean, it was shit. We got one started the other day because Uber Eats uh, has a ghost account on us, and there's they have menus from when I didn't even own the place. And I call Uber Eats up twice a week. I'm like, take me off your bench. You have a ghost account. You're costing me. I get negative reviews because people order the fucking wings at a taco restaurant. Weird. <laughs> and then when they show up to order, the Uber Eats person shows up to order and they're like, we don't have those. They cancel the order or whatever the fuck they do. And then we get one start. Yeah, that's fucked. I've seen before, like somebody left you a review for Poor House. I don't even remember what it was about. Some dude that sounded, it looked to me like this dude was either hung over the next day or left it while he was drunk. Said a bunch of shit happened. You like responded back and was like, actually, this actually did not even happen like this. Also, I'm giving my whole staff like a bonus tonight for having to put up with you. Yeah, I've done that a couple like, times. When do you think, do you think it's 2020 that it just sort of shifted of like, no, the customer is not always right. Fuck this. Or like, where do you think that switch was? I don't know, man. Like, I love it, but it wasn't always like this. But it's both ways. Yeah. You get, you've got, it's a pendulum swing, right? So you got patrons that are just like fucking out to lunch. But now we get also, whether we're talking about bartenders or like owners that think that they're just like, you can't judge us at all. Yeah, we fucking can. That was terrible. Which is why if I get a bad review, I accept it. Because they're like, hey, I had your carnitas and it tasted like poop. Fuck, I knew we shouldn't have used that seasoning. Why is there poop flavored seasoning? <laughs> you know, the whole holier than thou. Just either way, like, just don't be a fucking dick. Like, whether yeah. you're a server, bartender, a bar owner, a restaurant owner, or restaurant tour, like, get off your fucking own dick and just be nice and chill to people and provide a good service and try. And if you screw up, I told my staff all the time, whether it's us talking amongst ourselves, like working as a team or with patrons, it's like communicate, communicate effectively. Yeah. It's the same thing as Marines, our special operations team. We're a small team. You have to communicate. Because like, if you don't, and like a month or two down the road, and you let it fester, and you're like, hey, man, can you do this for me? And they just try and fucking just swing on you. Or like you do it in the bar world, they're like, hey, man, can you pass me that fucking shaker? And they just try and bean your head with it because you fucking used the puree and didn't refill it three months before. It's like communicate with each other. Yeah. At a, rest at a restaurant, go fucking ask them. Go do touch some tables, man. Like, hey, I was everything. Oh, was it good? Or like, you'll pick up, or you go get the food. Nothing was eaten on it. And like, how was it? They're like, yeah, it was fine. You're like, okay, it wasn't. Maybe yeah. it's something. I don't know, man. Like, I think it's a healthy, healthy medium, right? Where you balance it between taking care of your staff, realizing your staff will still fuck up. You'll fuck up. Yeah. But also, yeah, like the whole, the customer's always right. Or like, they wield all this power, especially the food and beverage industry and what they mm -hmm. dealt with over the pandemic. Fuck no, fuck you. There's still places that are going down that still just are not recovered. And so the whole, I owe you something, like I put my, my fucking lifeblood cashing out my IRAs, my, my retirement funds and, and this to make this happen for you to one star me. Fuck you. Yeah. Like catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> I mean, it sucks to get a shitty review, but like what they're saying is like, oh shit. Okay. Like I get it. You're right. You know, but there's also yeah. just fucking assholes. Like this dude that didn't even you took get your time. 
Yeah. You took the time to go do that. It was that bad of an experience that you needed to go get on Yelp or, or go on Google. Because people, like, we forget that our age range gets technology and we, we know it. And shit, the yeah. kids are even are way beyond us. Like, now, yeah. what is this TikTok you got here, kids? I'm like, I don't fucking know, but, you know, we're able to get it. There's still people older than us that are like, I get on my Yelp. And it says that you serve bad fucking elotes. And you're just like, oh, fuck me. And so that's why it's still important because people look at Yelper. I'm going to get defensive over it, man. I'm going to drop F-bombs and fucking defend my staff. It's for, it's for them and it's for me. It's our livelihood, man. Yeah. I mean, I just think it it speaks volumes that you just, you stand up for your staff and figure out what actually happened and either tell a person to fuck off or you're just like, you know, okay, our bad, we'll fix it. But also, I think that people could, you don't always have to leave a bad review. Like, I had somebody that sent me a message on Etsy, and this was like a year ago, and they were like, hey, just want to let you know, like, your envelopes, it didn't stay, like, sealed in the mail. It popped open. And it's like, thank you for not leaving me a one-star review for that. Thank you also for letting me know. Now I have these stickers that you've seen them rip open this mofo. And it's funny in it. Like, it just gave me an opportunity to do something better. So it's like, it's not always bad to get a review. Everyone's got to have their effect, right? But yeah, I've I've had that. Well, see, that goes into, you go down the road with that one too, though, where it's like friends and stuff, right? Oh, hey, I just wanted to let you know that service. I didn't even like taste any vodka in that drink. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, bartender, did you like on purpose not do a full pour for my friend? Like what? But then I've also had, you know, whether people I know or just Instagram or whatnot, that's like, hey, don't want to do a one star, but I had this experience. You should know this. Those happen. And I'm absolutely like, thank you so much. Yeah. Can you come back in? I'd love to give you some merchandise, a, a meal, a beer. Thank you for just being a person. It's like, hey, man, this doesn't need to go on Google or yeah. other like on a mountaintop yelling it so other people can hear me. But you should know this. It's just like, hey, that. thank you for being a decent person. Yeah. Hashtag don't be a dick. Don't be a fucking dick. I have two more questions to ask you. I decided if you could go back like 10 years and give yourself some like business or just life advice, what would you give? What would you tell yourself? It would be like to figure out, have a more better exit strategy out of the Marine Corps, as opposed to just like, I own the poorhouse. I'm not going to go to Okinawa. I guess I'm refusing orders. I'm getting out. And I was like, Bloop, I'm out. Now there's organizations and there's a whole like getting out, making sure your medical is good, doing all these things. The wars are still on. I'm just like, everything is fucked. And I was just like, Bloop. all right, I guess. And it didn't help. Like now I'm just the bar owner of the, the Marine Raider bar in Wilmington and booze. I'm doing what I was talking shit about earlier right? Three, four times a week, just ripping it. 10 years ago, I would have given myself the advice to be like, yo, do you want to do food and beverage? Like, do you want to go get an MBA? Like, I knew I didn't want to do an MBA, but it would have been just been like, maybe plan a little bit more and put some more thought into your exit. And so, because there's things that even to this day that I still deal with that I didn't set up properly on my way out the door. And people don't realize the military is such a, if you're sick, you go to BAS, you go to the hospital or you go see your doc. It's the military, fuck. And you wear the same fucking clothes every day, right? Your camis. So like getting out of the military, I'm not lying when I say like there were a couple of times like I'm a, I was in my 30s, early 30s. I got out and I was like calling my mommy up and like, how do I do this? Because you don't fucking know. And I wasn't married. And so I, I didn't know how to navigate a lot of these things. 
And so I would have been to maybe pay more attention as I was getting out to like, oh, like that's how you do it. Or, oh, I need to go buy a better wardrobe that isn't green shirts and fucking black silkies. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah, fuck you. Get, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Last question. Where can people find you if they want to stalk you or slide into your DMs? My Instagram is Joe at Carryon. You know, like a carry-on bag. <laughs> My Instagrams for the businesses are uh, Taco Baby Wilmington, Poorhouse Wilm, W-I-L-M, and the Eagles Dare. If you find those Instagrams, you can find me. Or you can just come to Wilmington and fucking ask for Joe. I'm usually around. But not this week. I go to Morocco on Wednesday. I'm riding a little motorcycle across the Moroccan desert. So that should be hilarious. Yeah, that's going to be badass. I want to see the pictures for sure. Yes, I can already smell how bad I'm going to smell. <laughs> you got this. I'm flying to Morocco for like 10 days with a carry-on bag and a helmet. That's it. That's sick, though. I'll, I'll figure it out. But uh, looking forward to it, doing it with a, a buddy of mine that I served with. He was my medical provider, so he's one of my docs. He's a Sarka, special amphibious reconnaissance corpsman. Great guy. Like family members and, and everybody's like, oh, you're going to do this or you're going to be okay? I was like, I'm bringing my own medical provider. I'm fine. I'll be totally chill. Fuck yeah, you'll be good to go. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope you know. Yeah, no, way not, no way nothing bad will happen. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on the podcast, Joe. You're fucking awesome. That's it for another episode of the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys like what I'm doing here. If not, then live your life, man. Set yourself free from my voice. I mean, why have you even gotten this far? <laughs> but... If you know someone who would enjoy listening to this, please share this episode with them or post it to your story. Or you can go fucking bananas and run around town telling everybody that you run into. And then leave this podcast review because it really helps to get the word out there and help other people find this podcast. So that's it. That's my plug. Be a good person by leaving a review. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys in the next one.